2: Utah. Give me two. Hey, what's up, everybody? Michael Govier here, along with Benjamin Chase. We're live. It's a Prospects Power half hour. Palazzo Podcast on all standard social media. And, of course, the Discord is free. You can find the link anywhere. You could go to Discord and find the link. You go to discord.com, maybe type in Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Or maybe I'll drop the link in the live chat while we're here. Either way, me and Ben are here, and we got to dive right into it. The Tigers have traded for Justin Henry Malloy. We just interviewed Justin Henry Malloy about a month ago directly from his living room in Arizona, in Scottsdale, Arizona, because he was a part of Arizona Fall League. And now he's been traded to my Tigers of all teams. Go Tigers. Unbelievable. Just a second here. Oh. (laughs) Oh. There, there oh go. hey, look at that. You're ready to transition. You know, people don't know if you don't know Ben at all. You know, Ben, uh Ben, how would you describe your connection to the Braves?
3: Oh, I, I am a I'm a lifelong Braves fan, but more than anything, I am a baseball nut. And uh you know, this is one of the many, many hats that I uh, I picked up on my wife and I's honeymoon uh, i believe that we picked up this one as a free giveaway hat when we went to watch the tigers and david price pitched a one hitter and miguel cabrera hit one out in that game and so it was a good ball game to be at uh but it uh you know for me i love baseball but i am a like i'm a braves fan i going back to the 80s when they stunk but uh, it's, you know, so I, I've, I've written about the Braves. I've covered the Braves for a lot of years. And I'm actually right now working on my annual top 100 Braves prospects. Not a top 100 of the whole, like all prospects, just in the Braves system. And I do that every year. And uh, just so that everyone knows, Justin Henry was going to be number one. Um, he was my number one Braves prospect.
1: Damn! Wow!
3: Yeah. So uh, let's just say, I, as a Braves fan, I'm not a big fan of uh, of losing a top prospect in the system for a reliever that's likely going to be your seventh inning guy. That's not exactly the best way to utilize your resources that said i really have to be excited for for our boy justin Hendricks. hey this i mean right now you look at the tigers and he could walk in right now and platoon with akil badu in left field I yeah. mean, because Badu can't hit a can't hit a lefty to save his life Uh, I mean, there's like a 250-point split between his OPS against righties and lefties. So, yeah, it'd be the short side of the platoon, but right now he could walk into that situation. And there's nobody else at the upper levels that's a right-handed bat that they have that can play left field. I mean, their other options are all lefty bats. And so that's a, I mean, a very possible situation for him right now unless they go out and get somebody um i'm i'm excited for him for the opportunity for sure i think
1: hiring
3: them spending some big money he might have had that option in atlanta this year too which is really kind of a bummer for me because i would have loved to see him do it for my club but you get to see him sure. potentially do it for your club and more than anything you and i both know malay is one of the really good guys in the game. That was what we were both just and I, I mean I I had a chance to all, throughout the course of the year chat with him via text a number of times.
2: He's a great, great young man. And see the interview for yourself. I mean the interview's on our YouTube and it's on our podcast feed. Listen to it or watch him in real time. He speaks for himself.
3: Yeah. He's he's easy to cheer for. And I mean here's a guy who is He's speaking up his teammates left and right, talking up his system left. I mean, I don't remember him saying a bad word about anyone in that interview.
2: It's just, oh, and he was being Frank too. He wasn't being coy or trying not to be honest. He was open.
3: So, I mean, he's, he's a very impressive young man. And I think he can handle, he's, he's got the offensive skills to where the Tigers should be giving him an opportunity early. So that's, I'm happy for him for the, for that chance. It's a bummer for my, for my Braves that that was the asset that they used to get a a reliever. But, you know, at the same time, I gotta say, as long as they bring in someone who can adequately fill shortstop, are you really, are you really saying right now that, uh, it still isn't the Phillies and the Braves right now at the top of that division. Cause the Mets, they really got, they they're going to be losing a lot right now offensively. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they replaced DeGrom, but they also lost to one Walker. They've lost, you know, they've lost some, some firepower in their pitching staff and they got to replace that. That's going to be a big deal. And, that's a pitching staff that's going to be 35 years old or older across the board.
2: It's yeah, going to be interesting. That's true. It is going to be interesting. The NL East will be exciting. It's, they have so much talent and the Marlins are loaded with pitching, but they can't hit. So yeah. there's a lot of great players in that division. <laughs> yeah. Chad, Chad says here, if Malloy ends up getting any share of the third base platoon as well, I think he could be one of the most valuable fantasy assets in dynasty, all of dynasty. Wow. How about that? Well, for sure, as far as a guy that you aren't gonna have to pay a,
3: a nickel for right now, because yeah, you could pick him up off the off the free agent wire for sure right now, and you know, if, if your free agent wire is open, uh, but I mean he's certainly out there, and uh really it's kind of an open an open spot for the tigers there as well at third base. The only thing I would caution there is the Tigers have a number of guys that have options in left field. They mm-hmm. they have two guys or for sure. Zach short doesn't have options. I'm not sure. You know, Creedler does have options. Um, I'm not sure they have a couple of infielders that are without options. And I'm not sure if I'm remembering all of them, I think maybe Cody Clemens might be out of options. Anyway, I was looking at some of the third base be close. With, with the, uh, with the, uh, um, Tigers. And so that some of their third base options were, or their third base pro potential guys were out of options. And so that could influence what position Malloy may end up at if they're kind of having to keep those guys at the majors, but they could drop, let's say, I mean, Badoo is, uh, has options. They could literally put him down to the minors if he's struggling and bring up Malloy. Whereas if short isn't, or if short is struggling, they're going to have to pass him through waivers. And that may not be something they're willing to do. So who knows? I mean, it's. I mean, you're talking about if a guy is struggling, which you know, at the with the Tigers right now, it's like, well, gee, are we going to lose 90 games or 95? But it's really, yeah. You know, that's that's a crappy spot. Offensively, to be in. But, yeah. But man, it's it'd be nice to see. It's going to give him a spot. I mean, it, that's just it. Is there's he's really. For the tigers those are two spots that should have openings i mean if he happened to play yeah. first base, he's screwed because you have a future hall of famer and a former number one <sighs> draft pick who want those spots. yeah which you know trash sorry but reputation means that miguel cabrera and spencer torkelson would play ahead of him i'm sorry but that's just the way it works because those guys put but oh in. yeah it's sad sad to say <laughs> Go,
2: Cabrera's trash. He's an old man. He's done. He's on a roster. He has to be paid this final year, and he'll be there, and it's really, really a huge bummer. But I don't think it has anything to do with Malloy's situation because he started to get some left field reps, and I like what you're saying about that being an opportunity. And then you look at the 40-man roster for the Tigers as of right now, like you said, there's guys like Andy Ibanez who are on this roster at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how long, if he'll make the spring training roster by then or not.
3: There, there's at least a. I, I was going through their 40 man. There's a half a dozen guys that I think if they cut right now, nobody would touch. I mean, it's just <laughs> they have a lot of fodder on that 40 man right now. A lot of, I mean, I think three or four. Of yeah, them they got Bly Madris
2: from so. Pittsburgh. Bly Madris had yeah. a hot moment in Pittsburgh the, this past yep. season. But, and then Austin Meadows, I mean, we, we don't know what's going on with him. We really don't. He's really an up in the air question mark. That's uh, hey, I'm Austin Meadows. I used to be able to be a 30 home run hitter. Now I'm a guy yeah, who can't I, be relied on for a quarter of a season at the moment.
3: Well, and frankly, one of the
2: guys that you would
3: consider a potential guy for left for competition in left field is his brother. You know, Parker. You know, Parker. What, what's what's he going to be able to bring? And but the yep. other thing is, Parker's a lefty. So I mean, there's another guy who swings from the wrong side of the plate as far as bumping Malloy's chances you know which you know but if yeah. Parker goes out and he shows that he can hit both sides of the plate well and he can you know he might be the guy that goes up and takes that left field drive and says nope it's mine sorry which good on him if he does but here's something for you to think about Parker Meadows drafted in 2018 he is older than Justin Malloy
2: who was drafted in 2021 wow wow what that? See, that's a fun fact right there. That's where you get here on the Plaza Podcast. We're live here. He's Benjamin Chase. I'm Michael Govier. Follow us everywhere at Plaza Podcast. Two L's and two Z's. So make sure you follow Ben Utah. at Big Gentle Give Ben on Twitter. I'm at MJ Govier. Look, I'm happy for Justin and Malloy. I told him, I, I hit him up real quick. I said, hey, you know, I'm sure you'll get all of the resources in the world, but if you want to know anything about what's really going on in Southeast Michigan, Metro Detroit, you know, hit me up. I, I'm happy to inform you. I mean, I, I don't think of myself as an old man. I really don't, but I'm twice his age. <laughs> I really am now, and it's really strange for me to think that, because I just I don't operate in those terms, like, oh, hey, I'm this age, and i got to act this way now. It's just not what I do. I, I'm going to be me, no matter what age I am, but i told him i'd be happy to provide any type of information on just the basics because i think do we both agree ben that he will be up with the tigers this season i think for sure by se-
3: or for sure in september i mean if nothing else he's going to get a full season at AAA, and they're going to give him a shot and see what he is in september he has got he's either next year or he, he might even have two years before he's even someone they got to think about for rule five. So they've mm. got some time to look at him and see who he is. Whereas some of the other guys they have that are close right now, they got to make some decisions on this off season. So it might be one of those things where he gets played by a number game, but if he produces the way he produces last year, he's going to force his forces his issue. So that's damn and, right. I I mean that's just it. You you keep pushing and you sh- keep showing. That's that's all you can do. You do what you can do, and that's as far as a player is concerned. And you let the opportunities take care of themselves. You know that's all you can do. So,
2: but I got to put this Alex back. This and Thapa, yeah. and
3: so you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: I understand. I get it. I we thought we'd have some fun with it, but we're both both of us are thrilled for Justin right now. I mean right. Ben. Ben has a attachment to him because of Adopt-A-Minor-Leaguer. Remember that, Adopt-A-Minor-Leaguer.com. You can help a minor leaguer this coming season who needs help. And that's how this all started. We were able to interview him when I went out to Arizona Fall League last month. And so uh, he's always going to be... It's just a fortuitous experience that he ended up in the Tiger system now. It's just so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy for him. And no matter what team he's on, I was always going to be a Justin Henry Malloy super fan anyways just because I... would I respected him for being honest, open, and very knowledgeable. But we do have to look at this, Ben, from the other perspective. You know, Alex Anthopoulos said that he'd been trying to acquire Joe Jimenez for some time since the trade deadline last year. He's got this obsession with Joe Jimenez. He loves Joe Jimenez, apparently. sees him as a great fit. And as Chad says here, you know, discussed in length on the Discord, which you guys could all join for free, uh, Ben and I, I'm hugely intrigued with how Jimenez And the coaching staff will work with the relievers the last few years. So will there be a great fit for Jimenez to rise up into a role here? Kenley Jansen's gone. He signed with the Red Sox two-year, $32 million deal. But uh, Ryzel Iglesias is still here, and I assume he is the closer for now. How do you see this playing out for Jimenez on this side? I'd say Iglesias is your closer. You've got A.J. Mentor still
3: in in town as the kind of the eighth-inning guy and the primary lefty guy. Um, and then right now, Luke Jackson was a ended up having surgery, and he's likely out of town now. I mean, this is really whose spot uh is being taken here that Jimenez is gonna be taken um and that's the primary setup righty uh, so that's really the role that Jimenez will be taking is the primary setup righty spot um which sadly <laughs> that was kind of a spot that uh, they tried to use Colin McHugh in last year, which Colin McHugh as a reliever is a tremendous guy to have in your bullpen because you can throw him out there for three innings. You can throw him out for one inning and that changeup is absolutely wicked in the modern bullpen where everyone throws 98 with a 90 mile an hour slider and he comes in throwing 89 with a changeup that he can spot anywhere and that has goofy movement. That's a great guy to have in your bullpen, just like having Jesse Chavez. They bring him back every year, it seems like, and he does really well with the Braves. But I think Jimenez is going to slot into that spot where he's going to be their seventh, eighth inning guy, um, kind of the right-handed setup guy. If something were to happen to Rizal Iglesias, I don't know that you're jumping on Jimenez as the the closer. Um, what you saw last year when Jansen went down, they didn't they didn't hand the job directly to a right-handed guy. It ended up being all hands on deck, taking saves. When Jansen went down for a little bit, Jansen wasn't the primary closer for a little bit. Um, had a little bit of his kind of flare up with his heart stuff and needed some extra time off for a few weeks during the season. Minter got a couple saves. I think Madsik got a couple save opportunities in there. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of every, all hands on deck, and everyone got some looks for saves. That's the way that this is going to be likely for the Braves' bullpen. And, I mean,
2: they've got a deep bullpen. I mean, they're... They already did, yeah. That's yeah. what's weird about this trade. I think that's what you didn't like about it either, is this is an arm that you're getting who fills into a bullpen that is loaded anyways for a guy who who could be a 30-home-run hitter down the way. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum Comcast Apple who the hell knows? Three, a two, one.
4: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
3: One of the guys that I was surprised did not go in the Rule Five draft was Victor Vodnik of the Braves, who is an upper 90s guy with a mid 80s slider that is just a really wicked looking slider. And he basically fits the exact same profile as Jimenez as far as pitch yeah. stuff, all these things, but he's only pitched to Triple A so far and the Braves didn't protect him because they had such a loaded bullpen. I couldn't really blame them for not protecting him just because you, you protect the starters because they are the starters. And then, you know, a guy that's a bullpen guy, when you have a bullpen that loaded, yeah, you don't protect that guy. I respect why they didn't, but then he didn't get selected. It's like, okay, well, we have kind of a new lease on life with this guy. We can still have him at sitting in triple a is kind of our, break you know break glass if needed sort of thing but oh wait <laughs> you know <laughs> now we go and get another arm wait well so yep. now we're sinking him even farther down the deck what okay all right well never mind
2: <laughs> hey i mean alex anthopolis has made a lot of great moves too so we'll see how and this plays out this is all about the long term and It could have been a win-win for both sides because they both needed this. But the question really was just on the brave side of the need because the bullpen last year was loaded already and it's not that much worse off now. But I want to jump over to this uh, real quickly because we only got so much time. Uh, Christian says, big fan of the game right now. I agree with this real quick. Baseball right now, after last year and having the lockout, we didn't get any of this this feels so good. And we're talking about the game and players getting opportunities and trades and a winter meetings are back. And, you know, the game's always going to have problems. We know that don't, don't get it twisted. I understand what owners are about and the challenges that are in this game. But right now it's a lot of fun. It is. There's a lot of great players. There's movement and there's, you know, with the extra playoff opportunities now, the Phillies went to the World Series, right? So, And they just signed Trey Turner for an 11-year deal, $300 million. And we had a question about this guy right here. Is Bryson Stott still draftable in redraft leagues now, Ben? Bryson Stott, you know, showed promise he's, this past year. Now Trey Turner's in town. Right now, he's
3: their second baseman. That's what I okay. I, I think right now he's still their second baseman. Until they decide he's not. That's really where the.
2: the They want to give him a shot still. And then if it doesn't yeah. work out, they can make a move to the trade deadline.
3: And that's what I was talking about. Uh, we talked about this in the Discord a little bit. Stott, all the way back to college, has had trouble with premium velocity. And I mean, like your 98 to 100 mile an hour velocity. And he still seems to have that trouble. But you give the guy a 90-mile-an-hour slider, and for some reason he handles that, which, explain that to me, because I don't get it, but he does seem to to handle that premium breaking stuff and be able to work with it. Maybe not, you know, excel, but he can work with it. It's that premium velocity that he struggles with. So, yeah, he's going to have his issues as a major league hitter overall, but because of that, but... Being able to handle that breaking stuff is going to allow him to zero in because major league major leaguers are going to just just pound him with fastballs. And if you know a fastball is coming, you can really set yourself up and time yourself up. And you know the old Hank Aaron saying was, "Hey, major league hitters can hit a jet jet airliner if they know it's coming." You know, and <laughs> so I mean, eventually. You know he's going to time that up, and he has definitely got the power to where he could turn that into a twenty home run season. You know, mm-hmm. and a twenty home run second baseman is a pretty darn nice thing to have. Now I don't know; depends on your league. I guess I I would have to look to even. <laughs> I would have to even look look to see what uh, the um, I'd have to take a look to see what his uh, position eligibility is but i but as, if he has shortstop eligibility for sure shortstop plus second base eligibility makes him a pretty valuable guy in a lot of leagues so
2: absolutely. I love it. I love it here. Live of the pleasant podcast. It's a prospects power half hour. Justin Hunter Malloy is a tiger. We're thrilled for him. Uh, maybe we'll get him back on the show and he could talk about once he settled in, you know, I don't, I don't want to bother a guy. I bet there's a lot of people who probably already hit him up. And in fact, maybe the tiger's already set up something where they want to promote him anyways, but love to have Justin come on once he's settled and how he feels about being a tiger and, uh, I feel like maybe he'll do that, but maybe we'll uh, we'll make that happen after the new year or right before that period of time. But I always respect, especially him. I, I just have a lot of respect for him, and I don't want to be like, hey, you just got traded, come on our show right now. We wouldn't do that. That's not how we operate here. But yep. rule, you know, rule five draft. So we did have an early comment here. This went back to the beginning. Jerry Depoto already flipped Frankie Testado. He picked him and then shipped him to the Nationals. Any analysis on Frankie Tostado? Is that or is he just messing with me here? Because I didn't get a chance to get the latest information on this. So I hope Chad was not messing around.
3: Well, that would have been, let me believe, I believe that that was one of their minor league. Yeah, that was a minor league rule five pick. Um, Okay. They, which... That's to me one of the more fun things is going through the minor league rule five after it's all done, which those are guys that they didn't decide to put onto their triple A roster that were eligible for the rule five, and they didn't put all the oh. way up to the triple A roster. That's how they get eligible okay. for that part of it. And I like to go through that and just see how far I have to go down before I don't recognize a name and I have to look him up. That's you know my challenge personally. Um, yeah, and I got to the third round this year. Uh, so, uh, the rule five in general this year was pretty chalk. I mean, it was pitchers that's we all kind of knew it'd be pitchers. Two hitters were taken, and that's it. Um, Ryan Nota was the guy who I was excited about last week as far as a hitter is concerned. Um, All kinds of on-base ability. He went to the A's, where there's actually going to be some chance for him to make the squad. Uh, He was a Dodgers farmhand. Um, And then Blake Sable, that they're talking about, he got traded to the Giants. He was picked by the Reds, uh, traded to the Giants. Um, He's a catcher-outfielder hybrid type of guy. Going to be probably a good backup type of guy just because he can handle catcher and, you know, that makes him flexible, allows him to
2: stick on the roster. Um uh Right. Real quick. Ryan Noda had a 395 OBP at AAA for the Dodgers yeah. this year. Again, this is the PCL 395 OBP. He did strike out 20% of the time, 16% walk rate, 20 steals, hit a 25-20 season. So the numbers look really, really promising. It's at least worth he is an diving in further. Not
3: yeah, yeah, he's he, he walks nuts. It's crazy how much he walks. Ryan
2: Noda. Um, that's N O D A. Yeah. yeah, the newest athletic from the Rule 5 draft. That's that's a pr- interesting bat. He's a left-handed bat. Throws left two six three two twenty. 20 Okay, interesting. Very interesting. First base outfield guy Ryan Noda. Congratulations, Mr. Noda. I hope you get to stick on the roster. And Ben, he probably has a great opportunity to actually stick on a roster yeah. since he's in Oakland.
3: Yeah, if, if anywhere, that's about the perfect spot. Now, the rest was all pretty much pitchers, kind of the ones that stuck out a little bit. Thad Ward went first to the Nationals. And the interesting there thing there, the Nationals need starting pitching. Thad Ward is coming off of an injury and looking to potentially start. Huh. And this is one of those rare moments when a guy could actually come off he may start the year in the bullpen, but Thad Ward very well could finish the season in the nationals rotation. What so be watching this because it's very well that it very this could be the type of situation we used to see with someone like Johan Santana where. Oh, they work the Holy grail (laughs) where, yeah, where he works as a reliever for a good portion of the year, but eventually works his way into the rotation. Um, But that's, that's the guy to really, really watch here because he was by far to me, the most talented guy selected. Um, If you go down, your Tigers got one that I really like in Mason Englert, Um, very high profile draft picked when he was picked. Uh, has had injuries ever since. I don't know, he's got the raw stuff, but he hasn't pitched above anything above a ball, so we'll see. I I have a feeling they're going to be returning him. Um, (laughs) doesn't hurt to take a look if he could stick as a bullpen piece, awesome. But yeah, um, the other one that I think, well, okay, there's two that are really interesting. Noah Song went to the Phillies. He's a guy who's on a Navy commitment right now. Um, And they're going to be able to kind of stick him into a, a special designation for those who are on military commitments. And so they technically don't have to have him on their active roster right now. Uh, It's kind of like if you pick somebody who's just had Tommy John, you can slide them onto the, the uh, injured list and then you don't have to actively have them playing so mm-hmm. it kind of saves you that time, but as soon as they come off, you have to put them active and all this. Anyway, but when they're on military leave, some of that counts toward the time that they would have to serve as far as an active player. So this could be a good thing for the Phillies. Uh, but he had elite stuff as a college pitcher, but they changed the rules in his senior year. They used to allow for individual uh guys to possibly get out of their military commitment that's how griffin jacks he actually had a commitment and then uh with the air force and they gave him an individual pass because he was i think like a third or fourth round pick by the twins and they allowed him to forego his military commitment to be a pro with the twins and then noah song comes along and this bill is going through and gets passed that cancels all future individual waivers. Oh. So then he's got to fulfill his entire military commitment. And so then that's no bueno. Um, so he has to fill all of that, which means he's he's, I believe, still got a year or two years left on his military commitment before he's done with that. Who knows what he's gonna be like as far as a pitcher is concerned when he's done. Yeah. But elite raw stuff.
2: Um, yeah, not a lot so, going on, like you said. Yeah, he's been a busy boy. Man, look at all these ads on Fangraphs, by the way. Yeah. Jesus! Boom, 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 boom!
3: <laughs> Unless you pay for the you know, the membership there. If you pay for a Fangraphs membership, then you get you know, the nice clean page. But yeah, yeah otherwise...
2: I guess that's uh, what I need to be doing. But uh, fastball slider! <laughs> uh advertising, curveball? advertising. Yeah, I understand. Hey, everyone's got to get paid. I uh, just wanted to share some of the pages for those of you watching no, on the live if, stream here.
3: If he can come in, and he's a... I mean, he's got an elite upper nineties fastball, and if that, if his fast er, curveball slider are up to par when he comes back, that's a, That's a strong relief arm, you know. Yeah. So and um, the other guy, we know what happened I think last is, year? Yeah, the, the The other guy that I think is interesting, Wilking Rodriguez, that was picked by the Cardinals. He was he's like 31, 33, something like that. He was been pitching in the Mexican league. Uh, wasn't he was developed in the major league system or in a major league system for a number of years Went over pitched in the Mo- Mexican league for a number of years was then signed by the Yankees this year as a minor league free agent. And the Cardinals saw him and, Saw some of his numbers and went, Hey, you know what? We really like that guy. We think he could work in our bullpen. And so they drafted him in the rule of five away from the Yankees, who had just signed him as a minor league free agent, and said, Nope, he's ours now. So
2: huh. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, <clears throat> oh, it's spelled I
3: Wilking. That's bust. new.
2: Wilking, W I L K I N G. He's, it's like a verb. Yeah. He's Wilking.
3: Yeah. But I, like I said, I think he's like 31, 32, 33, something like that. He's in his 30s, which is not yeah. a normal thing for the Rule Five, but um, he very well could stick at the back of their bullpen as kind of a mop up short inning guy, which I think will be really fun. Because, oh, so there you go. He's almost, yeah. I mean, he'll be 33 when the season starts. <laughs> so there you go. I wasn't wrong on that. But yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, no, but he's uh... a ground
3: ball specialist, is what I was told is that he throws a hard heavy sinker that can run up to upper 90s and then mixes it with a heavy slider too.
2: So he debuted with Kansas City once upon a time. He pitched 2 innings in 2014. There you go. That's his career in the in the majors. So okay, wow. Well, this is fun. Eh? Rule five. There's so much more to talk about. We, yeah. I mean, I'm so happy for our guy Justin Henry Malloy. Uh, Chance says Nick Birdie showed a lot of promise until his arm exploded. There was a lot of opportunity in the Cubs' pen for him to stick. Quick thoughts on Nick Birdie.
3: He was at another one. He was drafted in the minor league portion. Um, Pirates got kind of got picked clean in the minor league portion. That was another thing. <laughs> Um, so he is, People are having a ball uh, with the Wilking, uh, wilking. Uh, reference. Yeah. <laughs> but hey Steve. Birdie has never recovered right there. Um, control when he has come yeah. back. He he didn't. He's never quite got up to the same velocity either. But for most guys, you always have that issue of getting velocity back, which most guys, you know, coming back from Tommy John, what people don't understand is not everyone gets back to 100%. That's part of life. That's, you know, it's truth of of any surgery. But for the guys that do, you get velocity back first. And then uh, Adam Wainwright once said that your first year back is regaining your velocity on all your pitches. The second full year back is figuring out how to control what you had, which, so if you think about that, that first year returning to the mound, you're very likely not having a feel for your pitches. Think about that's beyond the one, the 18, you know, 12 to 18 months of recovery time before you're allowed to throw a pitch. You're talking three years out from Tommy John before you're feeling like you control a pitch again. Is what adam wayright was asserting that's wow. a ridiculous thing to consider and we're as fantasy owners going you know two years later gosh i don't understand why the guy can't you know keep the ball over the plate anymore you know it's it's a significant deal it's a major major reconstructive
2: surgery that they're absolutely do, so. damn right yeah i think people have that idea, but yes, all of us can get a little too antsy. I want what I want. I want what I want right now. Uh Jasper says, six to two with your picks so far, MJ. Thanks. Uh cool. Which picks are those by the way? I don't even know. Are we talking about football over at FTN or what's the deal there? College football. I know I think you like college like I do. Anyways, that's it. We gotta go. That's the show. That's the prospect's power half hour. We hope you enjoyed this. Of course, if you want to continue the conversation, you can find me and Ben in the Plazzo Podcast Discord, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Discord link is in the live chat. If you're new, most of you guys already know the drill. You'll be back in there, and you'll be telling Ben who the best of the best of the best is when it comes to Rule 5, and Ben will try to slow you down and give you a reality <laughs> check because that's what uh, that's what he does. Oh, college football, bro. Okay, hell yeah. Oh, on the uh, right. Right. I forgot, I've been posting the pics on the Patreon. I never mentioned the Patreon because I don't feel like it's been a good football Patreon, but you're right, and I'm happy for you, buddy. You're welcome, Jasper. (laughs) Uh, All right, so don't forget, I'll be doing another show tonight, the full version with Deary at 8 o'clock, supposedly. Deary, back for the dead. We're going to talk about more of a free agent perspective and the moves that happen on the more of the redraft scale and talk about the impact of that for 2023 redraft. But we will be back at 8 o'clock. Of course, follow Ben on Twitter. Big Gentle Ben. I'm at MJ Govia Plus Podcast 2 LTZs, And yeah, we thank you guys for watching. Congratulations, Justin Henry Malloy.
1: Go Tigers. Go Tigers. power prospects is a
2: curious thing. Make a person. That might just save your life. That's the power of prospects.
1: That's the power of prospects. These days, work is in trouble. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20%
3: off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your
1: first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.